All right, how are you guys doing? Welcome over to the channel. This episode is sponsored by Hello Fresh. I'll tell you guys, uh, some of the stuff that uh, him and myself have been predicting over the last two months seems to be coming to a little bit of fruition, so, like head. Come, come to head. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Yeah. Come, the head is starting to show on. That it doesn't make any sense. Backtrack to what I just said. It is coming to fruition. That makes way more sense. What I was trying to it say. It a hundred percent has. It a hundred percent has. You have Republicans in the freaking House that are holding up spending for Ukraine amidst the government shutdown. That was one of their main sticking points, and so they yanked the funding out of Ukraine for the next forty-five days. Right now, until they get another bill coming up, funding's gone. Oh, for the next forty-five days. So yeah, the spending bill that they just passed it, it was basically a, a stop just to keep the government running put it in there and out of that they yanked the funding for ukraine i didn't know that yeah now they said there's 16 so what i read is there's pentagon comptroller um actually stated that there is 1.6 billion left of the 25.9 billion congress provided there's only 1.6 billion left right so what 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 it what it basically goes to what they what they pulled the funding on is essentially our continued like aid when it when it goes it's something that we've been passing since i think it was like 2015 where we're contributing to helping Ukraine out, training their forces and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's not the big aid package that they're looking for. That aid package is likely to be passed in another bill, you know, in the future, that additional $1 billion or whatever the heck it is Biden was looking for, the, the additional munitions. That's down the road. But right now, they cut them off or anything further. Yeah, they won't approve anything else. It says right here, we have already been forced to slow down the replenishment of our own forces to hedge against an uncertain funding future. Uh, failure to replenish our military service on a timely basis could harm our military's readiness. Matter of fact, I remember when you and I both were in, I think in 2000, well, when the government shut down, 2010? 2009, 2009. Was oh, that what it was? It was you somewhere that? around there. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think that's when it happened. Him and I were in, and I remember saying like, okay, so if I don't get a paycheck, do I got to show up to work? And I was like, yeah, you still show up to work. And I'm like, what? I'm not going to get paid. So. Oh, you know when that was? It was 2011. Yeah. Was it 2011? It was 2011. It was, it was when was I was like, running through ranger school because I, like, I was in ranger school. Did I get and they, paid? Or? Yeah, they just showed up. They're like, by the way, you guys aren't getting paid. We're like, <laughs> like, can we call our families? They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Buddy, buddy. But no, just keep, can't. Keep, keep doing your thing, ranger. God. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. Uh, President Obama said that, this is actually yesterday, he said that, that, we'll, uh, that, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the aid will continue to flow for now, but time is running out. Yeah, he ain't lying. So we cannot, under any circumstance, allow America's support for Ukraine to be interrupted. We have time, not much time, and there's an overwhelming sense of urgency. Oh, my God. So the short-term funding bill passed by Congress, it only lasts till mid-November. Said it will be too, too risky for Defense Department to divert any money from the temporary funding bill to pay for more aid for Ukraine. Right. So they're currently, which I don't think is going to happen, they're going to... I don't think the Democratic Party is going to allow for the Ukrainian people to not go without funding, which is so crazy for me to say that out loud, which is, I know that's, I know it's going to piss a lot of you guys off, but that is insane. I'm wearing glasses right now, blue, blue light lens glasses, just so everybody's works. I know you can see me. I don't usually wear glasses. Right. But I'm telling you guys, me saying that out loud is somewhat kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, we sh we're well, having to. You want to know what's actually crazy about it is if you look at where <laughs> we're getting that money from, right? Because we don't have it. We're $33 trillion in debt. Who are we borrowing money from to fund Ukraine? The Chinese. China. <laughs> bro, the Chinese. And so, like, you've got the Chinese and Russia that are developing their little coalition right now. Russia is all about dragging this out as long as humanly possible just to screw, you know, Ukraine over, take as much terrain. But it also deplenishes the United States, and we go further in debt to China. 
And so I think that's what the Republicans' main complaint are, is. Are we, like, are we 100% sure that the money is coming? We're borrowing a metric ton of money from China. And let's say we don't. Let's say this particular pool of money that's going to Ukraine isn't coming out of China. We're still in a massive deficit, and we're still borrowing money from China in order to pay our bills. Like, are we, like, are we one, like right now, are you a million percent sure that that stuff is coming from China? Yes, we have been borrowing money from China for no, a very long period of time. I understand we've been borrowing money from China, but I'm saying... Is there stipulations, the money that we've been getting from the Chinese at state, you cannot use any of these funds to fund war? No. Anything like that. No. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Are we, are we for sure about this? Because I don't want to put it out there. Because, oh, now you look at him. He's over there just slamming away in the old keyboard. He's got, I got faith in him. Oh, my God. Look how much money we owe. I got, I got to put that on the screen. Wow. Look at that. I don't even know how to say that number. $859 Let's trillion? see. Here's hundreds. Here's 100,000. Here's millions. $859 billion. $859 billion is what we owe out to of China. China. $859 billion out of China. So no, not all of it, but there is a big chunk, and we are borrowing the money. The main thing is we are borrowing the money. We're borrowing money to fund this war, and that's where Republicans are drawing the line. Not to get too deep into politics, but that's what it is. That's their main complaint, man. They don't they don't want to do it anymore. Well, what, we go, go, I want, you, what I want you to do is... Go ahead and click on the video of, of, of the lady, the speaker. I don't know what her oh, name is. Oh, yeah, I got what, you. What is her name? Yeah, I want to go and blow that thing on big screen real quick. Jane St. Pierre. Yeah, Saint you got to move that other one on the far right, though, because they're going to see that as well. All right, here we go. Jane St. This is what she had to say about this, this topic. There is strong, very strong international coalition behind Ukraine. And if Putin thinks he can outlast us, he's wrong. He's wrong. And so we will have another package of aid for Ukraine soon to signal our continued support for the brave people of Ukraine. And so that's our message. If he thinks he can outlast us, that is Mr. Putin, we believe he's wrong. There is strong, okay, so if he thinks he can outlast us. There's a big difference between if he thinks he can and knows he can. Because I, I believe Putin can currently outlast the United States government in the funding that it's receiving on Ukraine. I, do, I personally believe this, and there's a reason why. Now, 2024 is coming. And when, I, when I'm saying, I think they're going to run into a lot of, I don't want to say potholes, but um, what's, what's a better word? Speed bumps. Speed bumps. Speed bumps. Huge is, speed bumps. Is, is, going to be, is going to be a thing going into the 24 election for just Ukraine as a whole. Even though it kind of sucks that they're going to get tied up in that thing, it, politics here in America pretty much control the money of this war. Let's just be real. And I don't know what she's talking about because... I don't even know who's even relatively close to, to giving the amount of money that we've given towards this war. Uh, nobody. So That's when you I'm look at saying. like the EU and NATO forces as a whole, the United States, and it's roughly about 50% of all the aid that's going to Ukraine is coming from the United States. Like there's some places where we provide a little bit less. There's some places where we provide a little bit more. But on average, you're looking at about 50% of the, the stuff that's going into Ukraine is coming from the U.S. Hmm. Had to look that up myself. Pretty astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. I just seen this an hour ago. You guys ready for this one? Um, so, Prigozhin's son is going to inherit his father's assets and control of Wagner. I don't know anything about Prigozhin's son. Oh, you actually have it? Oh. Oh, is that? No, is no, no, that no. Oh, that's not Prigozhin's son? Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. That's just I just saw that guy? myself. It scrolled up. Prigozhin's son's likely. I, I we, do we, have we it can't, on We can't do this alone. Oh, yeah, I want to I I read this. I want to read this right here. Yeah. You, so, you want to go into this one? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's an article that came out from CNN, and it's citing Ukrainians say that we can't do it alone. So, Ukrainians lack to lack. Ukrainians react to lack of additional funding in U.S. spending bill. And it just kind of goes on about, like, the history of it that goes in. But down here, um, as we go to speak, uh, 
yes, we have seen the news, but we think that there will be aid to Ukraine anyways, they said. We hope so very much. And of course, we will be grateful for any help. Uh, they go a little bit further down. I mean, difficult consequences. Long story short is without the 50% of the stuff that we're supplying, they're done. Like that, that's the bottom line when it comes down to it, whether or not we're going to be providing the appropriate stuff to Ukraine. If you really think about it, and we talked about like the artillery shells and that when the U S has just this year ramped up production to hopefully reach 50,000 shells a month, right. Uh, in order to go out to Ukraine, if we were to cut that off, what we're actually supplying, we are essentially saying that Ukraine is losing this massive chunk. And right now they're barely skimming by with what we're providing to the point where we had to provide cluster munitions, which are widely controversial, (laughs) like across the, across the globe and other countries, but we ended up having to provide cluster munitions. So what happens when we run out of cluster munitions for Ukraine? Let's say we just continue to provide the same stuff. Well, we can't keep up with the tempo that they're shooting these things at. Well, what happens when that runs out? What happens when our supplies run out? What happens when everything is diminished? And that goes back to, you know, Jane St. Pierre saying that, look, we're, Russia is not going to outlast us. Well, they're outrunning our supply as it is. They're outrunning our supply production. They're outrunning everything from the EU. They're outrunning everybody. So there's no there's no way that Ukraine's going to be able to survive without our support. It's just absurd. Dude, this is kind of crazy. I'm sitting here reading all the way down through here. I mean, top EU's officials, this is just a few hours ago, they're meeting right now amid declining allied support for Ukraine. I'm, right. I... This, I'm telling you guys, it has a lot to do with the, their ability to take the southern portion of the country. That's, a, that's entirely what it has to do and this right is, now. Yeah, let's, pull, really, let's pull up the map because I want to talk about this. This, this, is, this is very true. I know a lot of you guys are going to hate us for saying this, but it is the God honest truth. There's reasons why you have countries, massive countries, who are very skeptical right now over the war inside of Ukraine. I'm not the only one saying this. All those other people that you guys watch, that David Davidovdados, how do you say his last name, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he, the, the war is it's so lackluster right now with information coming out that I saw him, what would he do a video on that? Uh, he said that, Something. you know, there's a possibility that Ukraine's going to launch an amphibious assault on Crimea. Which is it's utter, ridiculous. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not utterly ridiculous. That's like me making the joke about them making an airborne operation. It's not going to happen. Really. It's utterly ridiculous. And you run into the same issues, the, the pro- supply you know, the issues. You run into like their Navy fleet, which is extremely tiny in comparison to Russia. They're just going to get schwacked. And oh. then you're, the troops that are on ground are going to get cut off. It's just unrealistic. It's unrealistic. But people are looking for other ways to make you feel good about what's going on. And we're not saying this because we hate Ukraine. We're not saying this. Uh, we're just trying to open your eyeballs a little bit to what's actually happening here. That's it. The The United States government is losing support for Ukraine, and that is 50% of the aid that's going into that country. 50% of the aid. That's wild. That's unreal. They won't be able to last. And when we look at, you know, like, hey, they, they need to make more offensive operations and everything else, part of me actually says that they know when we go and we look down at places like Verbov, when we look at places in Klushivka and all these other places, why Ukraine is trying so hard to push in right now, it's because they are trying to, to essentially prove to other countries that they're capable of doing this. And I think the Ukrainian troops on the ground know what they're up against and know what's there, but they're being thrown into the meat grinder anyways, trying to prove to other countries that they can handle this. Now, just so everybody is aware, I know for a fact that we're, we're going to put on our tin hat here in a minute, tin, uh, tinfoil hat, excuse me, and you guys are going to hear some stuff come out of his mouth on what he thinks is actually going to happen because we... It, there is a chance that this war that you guys are watching doesn't end with Ukraine losing 
for America. Like, he's he's got a pretty decent idea. He said he wanted to talk to me about it live. So you guys had an, I, I had like a real reaction, but he told me what like the gist of everything was, and it was like straight tinfoil hat. I'm gonna tell you guys that right now. But I'm gonna I also want to let you guys know. A crazy schedule can actually make it to where it's easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Now, keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. I've been with them for a very, very long time, like up to six years now. They were with me on my last channel and this channel. Been with them for a very long time. So with so many in-season ingredients, you guys will have tasteness of fall you, you guys don't even know and every single bite just imagine whenever i think of fall i think of pumpkin spice i can't believe the only one right they have these chef crafted recipes produce travel from your farm to your door for peak ripeness so you guys can actually have all the tasteness that want to hit your butts HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you guys ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-portioned and ready to cook along with a picture that has step-by-step recipes yeah those kind of cards kind of picture books those are for me I could not cook if it wasn't for HelloFresh. I'm telling you guys right now, picture, hey, look, your food's going to look like this when you cut it up. It's going to look like this when you cook it. It's going to look like this when you put it on your face, and there's like like the happy one because you're going to eat it, and you're going to feel good about your life. So go to HelloFresh.com forward slash 50 speak the truth and use code 50 speak the truth for 50% off plus free shipping. Hey, link to the very top description. So all you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 speak the truth and use code 50 speak the truth for 50% off plus free shipping. I'm telling you guys, go check them out. The link to the very top description. They're America's number one meal kit. So thank you so much to them. Now, I see you have something else already pulled up for us here. Yeah, so I'm going to bring up what Biden has to say. So we listened to, you know, the press secretary talk, but from the White House. However, this is what Biden said on it. Biden said, we cannot under any circumstances allow America's support for Ukraine to be interrupted. I fully expect the speaker, he's talking about the speaker of the house to keep his commitment to secure the passage and the support needed to help Ukraine as they defend themselves against aggression and brutality. Biden and the white house are promising to Ukraine. We're going to get this done. Right. And the speaker of the house, it's his job to get it done because they don't have the support of the Republican party in the house to get stuff like this passed right now. They don't No, And it's the Republican party inside the house. that's holding everything up. And the Senate, what is it? The Senate's uh, majority is Democrats right now, right? So you've got to get it to pass both houses before Biden's able to go up and sign off on it. And that's where the problem's going to be. Now, the interesting part is we go up. Well, you want to keep talking about funding for a sec? No, screw that. Let's get into this. So the Ukraine prime minister, all right? So there is a lot of talk right now about British forces going into Ukraine in order to train. Is this a tin hat moment? No, this isn't. This is actually stuff that ended up happening, right? So... The defense minister for the for the UK. So, or I'm sorry, the defense secretary. Defense secretary said that it's it's a possibility of sending the troops into Ukraine in order to provide the aid, support, training, all that crap. Essentially, what we were doing pre-Russia invasion, the defense secretary was saying, "Hey, we can do this again. We're looking at doing this." Immediately, probably about three four hours later, the prime minister ended up coming out. And he gave this quote to kind of clear everything up. He said, what the defense secretary was saying was that it might well be possible one day in the future for us to do some of that training in Ukraine. But that's something for the long term, not the here and now. There are no British soldiers that will be sent to fight in the current conflict. And the reason he's saying that, the reason he's putting it out there is because if British soldiers go into Ukraine, Russia can consider them a valid military target and will drop bombs and kill British troops. As a fact, that hold, will happen. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. They're, they're sending troops into Ukraine? So the British Defense Secretary yes. had said that it is a possibility or that they are considering, excuse me, the considerations on the table to send troops into Ukraine to train. 
right? <laughs> to continue to do, do like FID, essentially, is what that. it is, They'll to continue killed. to train. But yeah, they the, would be killed. And oh my so God. They, is this the tin hap- is this is this where it leads into like how it gets bled into an actual war? So yeah. Yeah. Now the like I said, the Prime Minister ended up coming out and the Prime Minister was saying, look, that's not a real possibility right now that we're considering, but maybe not near term, but maybe long term, you know, we're looking at doing that, which of course after the war's over you would do that. But he didn't say after the war's over. He said uh, you know, what, long term planning that they're looking at. It's something for the long term, not the here and now. So if they do that, now here's my prediction, right? Like this is what I'm thinking as it goes into it. The United States, and if you don't understand politics in the United States, you're not going to understand how this funding may or may not get approved and how everything is going to get end up getting pushed regardless. Because I do think there is a lot of powers that be out in the world that push stuff like this in order to line their own pockets with money, right? Like wow. it, it happens, the U.S. You're industrial right. complex. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. You are correct. This is real. This is actually said that they're going to send British troops into Ukraine. Right. He said it, and then the prime minister ended up coming out right afterwards. Like, we're talking hours afterwards. Saying, no, 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 not right now. Just, you know, long-term, maybe. Long-term, maybe. My God. So what I'm thinking, the reason stuff like this is coming out now, because that defense secretary didn't come up with that with his own brain. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was just threw it out there by himself before he looked at the press. So he's probably talking to other people about doing so. And when you look at the history of U.S. warfare, whether it be Iraq or Vietnam or even Afghanistan, if we really want to get down into it, right, we always have some sort of false pretense that launches us into war, 100%, right? NATO or you know, Putin's against NATO expansion into Ukraine, 100%. Like, that's his main concern, you know, expansion of NATO forces into Ukraine. And we promised him back in the 90s that we were going to do it. And then we just continue to take the next and the next and the next. Right. It's like the equivalent of uh, like the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know what I mean? Like you just don't want that stuff on your border. And that's his stance on it. But NATO has continued to expand. So the moment these NATO troops are dropped in that country, they're going to get targeted. It's going to happen. And, and Russia sent a very clear message at the beginning of this war. The main training hub inside of Ukraine, the main training hub inside of Ukraine was at this outside of this village called Yavarin. It was like the Yavarin training complex or something like that. And he sent a couple different cruise missiles and leveled the actual like barracks main training complex. I think it killed like between three and 500 Ukrainian troops when he did that. It was back in the early days of the early stages of the war. He ended up doing it. And he did that to send a message to NATO. 100%. I, I remember this. It was in Lviv or outside of Lviv. Outside, it's outside of Lviv. It's yeah, like to the those. north, southeast. It's like just out to the northwest of Lviv. Leveled that place. And that's likely where they would continue to conduct the training is out there. Like Man. That was a very clear message that he doesn't want that to happen. So what I think, right, I say all this to like bring you kind of in a roundabout way that if the Republicans for some reason do not approve the funding for Ukraine, if they don't approve the funding for Ukraine, that we will be sucked into providing it anyways through something like this happening through, you know, troops that are there for non-combat operations that are there just to provide training and assistance. And they ended up getting targeted and killed. And then all of a sudden we get drawn into the war that way. Does that make sense? I'm no, I mean, this makes like really a lot of, I'm just sitting there just reading even more and more and more right now. There's, he's saying that, but there's no, that, wow, this is crazy, but that's something for the long term, not here. And now there are no British trailers. So they're they're not this 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 whole thing did not get brought up because it hasn't been talked about before. Right, it was something that, that was on is, the table. Yes, and it wasn't just an internal internal British thing. This had to have been discussed internationally. This is this is crazy. I was talking about today and eventually getting the training brought closer and actually into Ukraine as well. He's not even kidding. This is real. If you if if the British do go inside of Ukraine, they're going to get targeted. 
by Russians. One million percent is going to happen. Yeah, no a doubt. thousand percent, dude. Yeah. They're getting they're getting hit. They're going to get targeted. There's no doubt in my mind. And, and let's say they move training locations. Russia has so many FSB agents on the ground inside of Ukraine. They would find it. It's not hard to spot. Hmm. They would find it and they would target them. It wouldn't take them that long. It really wouldn't. So, Excuse me. I, I, truthfully, I really hope that doesn't happen, but that's kind of where it's at. And, you know, while we're talking about, like, support, if we go over the map, right, let's jump over the map real quick. Because I want to, while we've got our tinfoil hat on moment, I want to give everybody a quick map update and then talk about some of the things that's going on, right? So, again, Robotny Verbove, nothing's going on. How we talked and we said that this is essentially going to be a giant kill box, that's what it's turned into. They haven't been able to advance. They haven't been able to push past. Down in Nova Pravrika, same they haven't been able to push past. They're still stuck outside the city. Nobody's been able to go in there. I saw a couple feeds on Twitter that were trying to say, look, here's Ukrainians advancing inside Rebove, but all that's debunked. It's old. It's whatever. All right. There is no definable proof right now that they're inside of Rebove. They're stuck on the outside, getting slammed in the kill box. And they're doing, from what I read, I saw a couple different reports where, hey, they're, they're just going to be sending in foot troops on the ground and not so much the armor to try to take it. So the armor is being left behind and they're just sending wave after wave trying to push through. And I think they're doing that. Because they're trying to prove to the West that they can take terrain. That's what they're trying to prove. And then I started thinking the other day. I, I went back and I, I put my tinfoil hat on and I started thinking. If we're to zoom out here and we go back. Everything in the black, right? Mm. All this black. This was, this was pre-Russia invasion stuff, right? Everything in the black, pre-Russia invasion. Now, they weren't really so much focused on Crimea after all that happened. It wasn't like they were over on the border in Crimea trying to fight that out and duke it out. But where they were fighting was over in, in Donetsk. Right over the like the DPR and the LPR, they the Ukrainian troops were definitely over there fighting, right and pushing. And they had what eight years before this war kicked off, mm. between 2015 and 2022, they had about eight years to do something with this terrain, and that was without conventional Russian forces inside of that area, without conventional Russian forces. And they were duking it out over there. And how much terrain did they take back from them at that time? That's what they. That's that's what the separatists owned prior to the Russian invasion. Everything in red is currently occupied by Russian forces and was taken from Ukraine. They were unable to take that terrain back just from the separatist forces. And now you have active duty Russian troops inside that area. What do you think the probability is, even with all of the aid that we're providing? Now, there's a difference of providing a tank versus providing a tank with a crew, right? Like a, a, a rifle, a tank, a piece of artillery is only as good as the people that are using it. Not to mention, I guarantee you, we're not giving them all the technology that we have because we're worried about, just like we've seen, how Russia paraded around all the NATO's military equipment. We're worried about Russia getting a hold of our technology. So we're not going to give them the most up-to-date stuff, right? And people have said that all the time. Like, yeah, you guys are providing $115 billion in aid, but that's all your old surplus. Regardless, it's money. You know what I mean? That's going in there. We're not going to give them everything for Russia to get a hold of our technology. We're just not going to do it because of that. So... You had separatists with a little help from the Russian Spetsnaz, right, that held back Ukraine that entire time. And now the international community is looking and saying, look, even though you couldn't take care of this, we want to see progress. We want to see you kick Russia out of all this. We want to see progress in order to continue the funding going into Ukraine. But they haven't. To be real, let's be honest. Over the last couple months, what have they taken? A couple villages? At best? And now Russia's yeah. pushing back, and Russia is actually taking a little bit of. It's not much; it's a couple kilometers. But so, since we reported last, Russia's actually taken a couple kilometers where Ukraine's been frozen solid. They hit Kherson here pretty, pretty, they pretty. They hammered Kherson. 
uh, over the weekend. Actually, this morning as well. Yesterday and this morning, they hit them pretty good. I think they hit them with 18 um, guided munitions, like like really guided ones. So I don't know what they, what they were targeting or what they were attempting to target, but they were going after someone or something, I guess you would say, which would be something in someone. What, what else did you have? Sitting over so there? here it is. So Russian forces oh, launched look, heavy shelling on Kherson early on Monday. Uh, Ukrainian officials said eight people were injured in the Russian shelling. One later died. The head of the Kyrgyzstan region military administrator said on Telegram, eight people have been injured in Kyrgyzstan. Three men were injured. One of the police officers has since died. Uh, the city surrounding the settlements came under increased fire by Moscow's troop over the weekend. On Sunday, at least three people were wounded in the bombardments. Russia forces unleashed 16 guided aerial 16. bombs. I was off by two. My apologies. 16 guided aerial bombs. I was, I was just off on by two. I was yep. off by two. Yep. So what what do I have? Let's look because we're talking this whole episode is essentially talking about funding. So as we scroll down, let's I, see. And funding is not really that. It, it's not that juicy thing that you guys like to talk about. You want to see them take 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 towns, take everything. But guess what? You can't take towns. You can't take anything if you don't have the needs and the ability to do so. I don't which, think they have the proper troop numbers. And, and and so the question then comes up. You know, as we're talking about this, the question then comes up. Okay, what is a reasonable amount to send in order to guarantee victory? Yeah. Like what 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 else does NATO have to provide in order to guarantee victory inside of Ukraine? Let's say we threw them three thousand Abrams tomorrow. Theoretically speaking, do they even have the manpower and training in order to like man those vehicles and actually take terrain with them? That's a question that I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Right, I mean, you're talking about a, about three three men, right? So yeah, yeah three I, men. So you're looking at ninety? No, no, it should be nine hundred. I think it's four. In Abrams. So four. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking at twelve hundred. 1,200 men you would need just to just to, to train, just to train, which you're looking at four months at least minimum to get proficient right. at working in a team. And so when we look at this, so I know we've gone over a similar one in the past, all right, but this is between January of 2020 and September 6th of 2023, okay? All the stuff that ended up going. Now, we are on the, the less than 50% mark when it comes to howitzers, but 198, 172-105s, 47-120s, 10 82 millimeter mortar systems, which is kind of weird to me. We only provide 10 67 81s, 58 60s, you know, all that other crap. 60,120 millimeter grad rockets. Um, and then we go up here 10,000 javelins, 80,000 other anti armor systems and munitions, 2,000 stingers, 7,000 toes, 35,000 grenade launchers and small arms, 100,000 sets of body armor, night vision devices, C4. Um, EOD equipment, claymore mines, anti-tank mines. Like how much more stuff can the United States throw at them and NATO throw at them in order to guarantee victory? Well, and, I think and, and now I think here's, here's the other question that's really important to ask as well, right? Okay, so people are going to start asking questions now because this is now becoming a hot topic inside the U.S., right? And they're going to look at the same stuff that I brought up about the map when we start talking about, look, they couldn't take Donbass back and all the years prior. They couldn't take Donbass back against insurgents essentially. They couldn't do it, or separatists, if you will. Now we're asking them to go up a conventional force and take back all of this terrain. And make no mistake about it, this terrain is 10 times different than this terrain that they were able to take back. And we've touched on that numerous times. So how do we expect Ukraine to take this terrain back, and when do we cut them off? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think us getting drawn into the war is a better likelihood of happening than... Ukraine actually taking all this yes, terrain back. 100%. Because after, 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 I mean, if you guys, if just be honest, we have a better likelihood of being drawn into the war ourselves, which 
I mean, I'm not going to say I'm against, to be truthful, because I think if we got drawn into it, it probably hurt our economy or whatever. But then guess what? Right after war, the economy spikes like it always does. Men are going to die, which happens in war, but it would guarantee victory. That is the only guarantee of victory. One, I, I'm just being honest. I think that's the only way currently that I could see the Ukrainian military having full victory inside of Ukraine. But is that going to uh, uh, get us to the option of, which everybody's probably going to say in the comments, of nuclear warfare actually starting to happen? Because if America does come in or had to come in or if the British had to come in, because if the British are in, they get killed, which we talked about as a pretty high likelihood of happening of the men um, training. They get drawn into the war. We're drawn into the war. Okay. So if they're here's, drawn into the war. Here's, here's the thing, though. Now, here's, here's the sketchy part, right? By Russian law, not, not that I agree with it, right? But this is what you're up against. you got to understand your enemy. But they did all those votes throughout that terrain to bring that and declare it as part of Russia. So by Russian law, yeah. everything in the red you're looking at, Russia considers it sovereign territory. And now. that's where I was going with this. If we're so going if in, so we we're go attacking in, Russia. We are point. attacking Russia yeah. as far as they're concerned on their sovereign territory. Yes, that's, that's what I was. That's what at. they yeah. did. That's what they believed. Ukraine doesn't see it that way. The United whole States, the, the whole rest of the world doesn't see that way. That's how Russia sees it, though. I don't know. That's that's what, that's what, I, was, what I was trying to bring up. So I mean, if if it actually came down to that, and, see, and the Brits got jammed in there, which if they got jammed in there, they're going to die. Most likely outcome. The most likely outcome, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the most likely outcome is a DMZ, and just like in North and South Korea, it's not that there has been, it's just going to be a ceasefire. Whatever Ukraine can take, they're going to take. But when the Republicans get their way, because they eventually will, yeah, they're going eventually to. they will, they're going to lose support. You Americans have a very tiny attention span. We, oh, we promised, I mean, are, are, is Ukraine really going to believe us? We promised the Afghans that we weren't going to pull out. Look what we did. We promised the Iraqis we're going to pull out. Look what we did. We promised the Vietnamese we're going to pull out. How long is this going to last? Because it's not going to be 20 years while Ukraine takes village by village by village by village. It's not going to be 20 years. There will be, in my opinion, what's going to end up happening, the Republicans are going to get their way. Funding is going to get cut, and it's going to force them. We already talked about it. It's going to force them into negotiations. Fact. My opinion, that's what's going to happen. It's going to force them into negotiations. The U.S. doesn't want to get drawn into this. We don't have the stomach for it. And truthfully, I don't think our military is capable of doing that right now. Yeah. I don't think we're strong enough to do that right now. Could we? Sure. Is there going to be a massive draft because we're going to lose 10 times more troops than you ever thought? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Americans aren't going to have a stomach for that. NATO might. Some NATO countries like the Baltic states, they hate Russia. You know what I mean? Like, let them go. But I still don't know if that would be enough. So I think what's going to end up happening is about Ukraine's going to lose about 50% of its funding here in the next 6 to 12 months, and they're going to get forced to come to the table. That's wild. That's really just kind of crazy to think about. Or you could just be sitting at the beginning of World War III, which is also a massive possibility. Because if you like, look, look, look at World War II prior to the whole thing kicking off. Yeah. What happened in the 30s? Same kind no, of stuff. No, I get it. They were same doing the kind same kind of stuff. Same I get it, stuff. but this isn't the Nazis. This is I Russia. Know. I know, but I'm just, I'm just and saying. understanding, like, despite everything that we watch, like, as far as, like, and we got to go over to Media Monitor after this because there's supposedly a funny video. Yeah. I, I chose not to watch it because I wanted to yeah, wait for this. Okay. But, like, dude, unlike that, Russians view this territory different. They do. They, they view this as kind of a show of force on one side of being like, NATO, we're sick of your crap, right? We told you not to encroach. You agreed not to encroach. And you ended up encroaching anyway. Oh, by the way, these people don't want to be part of Ukraine. That's what their mentality is. That's what they're saying. I'm not saying that's what's actually happening, okay? But that's what it is. That's it. Okay. So 
I, it's not like they're on the march of the Third Reich. You know what I mean? And, and as much as Putin wants to restore the former Soviet Union, which I still believe is one of his main goals, I think this might be a stepping stone, but there's a big difference because what ends up happening, what will be different about the international community is once this war ends, then Ukraine can get brought into NATO. Not before. But even then, if we end up balling Ukraine in under NATO, once this war ends, what's Russia n- not want? Ukraine to be a part of NATO. So it's likely to be part of the peace deal that ends up getting struck. This is so goofy. It's wild. It's so goofy. But uh, you touch on your attention span here in America. It's just the most crazy thing ever because no, no one here in America, like I've said it multiple times, they don't really, Ukraine's not really high on the list of things that they want to watch no, or talk about or worry about. But when people do want to talk about it, they, they're like, yeah, I want them to beat the Russians every single time. That's what people really want. You know, they do, well, they, we do want to beat the Russians. Don't, don't get me wrong. I want to, I want to crush them. That's what I want to do personally. Sure. Yeah. I would, I would love to personally watch the North Koreans make a training video with the Russians. I think that would be absolutely That'd be fantastic. It would be the, the great world's greatest training video you guys have ever seen. You would see so many one by twos be slapped over people's backs or forearms. Sure. Bricks on fire. Doing a bunch of karate and stuff. But like, that's cool. The DPRK put nuclear weapons into their constitution. The reason they probably did that is because now they're being friendly with Russia. And they're like, well, we got Russia's going to have our back if something goes on. And so now they're being friends. It's literally the axis of evil forming right now, right before your eyes. That's what's happening. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. We could be sitting in the same kind of time period, just just present day, as we saw in the 30s, just on a different scale. Back then, they didn't have nukes to worry about. They just had some crazy guy that was, at the time, they hadn't realized. I mean, you can even pull up all the, the videos like or photos of, of people here in America that were picketing, saying, or demonstrating, like saying, Hitler hasn't done anything to us. He's not a bad guy. Have you seen all those photos? Yeah. Those are from the same kind of people back in the 30s. We're dealing with the same kind of thing here now in America, which Putin may not be like Hitler. He's not putting up concentration camps that I know of in the extent, I guess you would say, of exterminating a, 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 a type of person. But I don't know. I think we could. this is another version of war. Yeah. What else is like a big kind of takeaway from that video is them saying that they were shocked by like European stance that they like the European fear is if we allow them to take Ukraine or a chunk of Ukraine, that he's just going to continue to roll on Europe. For some reason that shocked them that that was a fear for the West. I don't know why that would shock them because they've said it many of times, we're going to put our flag up in Berlin. We're going to take over Poland. They said it a million times. I literally on this channel, they have said it hundreds. We've watched them say it last week. Yeah. They said that every single day, almost We are going to put our flags and raise our flags in Berlin and even Washington, which would be crazy. Right. CA, CCP flag hanging yeah. over Washington. CCCP, 3CPF flag. Yeah. What a terrible name. SSSR. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, hey, you want, for all of our friends overseas that were like, hey, America's, by the way, do you know how many people commented when you pulled those guns out? How it no. shocked people overseas. Why? They were like, that's America right there, man. That's wild. Can't believe that you're allowed to own that stuff in America. And they oh. were like all shocked about it. And it's so funny to me. So I think maybe we ought to just do again. Like, this is how great our country is. What's in your pants? I got to walk around with that. Oh, yeah. He's got a gun in his pants. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, hey, hey, America. <laughs> he's got a gun in his pants. Yeah. God bless it. Oh, my God. Love <laughs> this country, man. Yeah. Carrying all the time, baby. Gots to. 
Gots to. I want to show him what Elon Musk. Oh yeah, pull it, yeah. Yeah, Elon Musk is going crazy. He's been doing the last couple couple days on Twitter. He's been kind of going hard on Zelensky apparently. Yeah, you know it's bad when Elon's rolling on freaking Zelensky, man. And it's like it's when it's been five minutes and you said you haven't asked for a billion dollars in aid. Like, That's pretty. He had another one too that he had tweeted out. Did he? Yeah, he tweeted two things over the weekend or Dude, the last couple of days. Elon went down to the border. I'm like, is this fool running for no, office? Yeah, he, no, he's down is. there at the border. There's Elon at the border interviewing sheriffs and stuff. You know. There's a brawl for some reason. But no, yeah, he, he did post some more stuff about Ukraine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a show. I don't have a show. That's teabagging. It's dogs teabagging each other. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, I don't... That's him trashing on him. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's it's bad. You know, if Elon's tweeting... That's the other thing, you know. if Elon's got a lot of influence. And when Elon's posting stuff like this, how many people look? Look how many look, look how sixty-one point five million. Sixty-one million people saw that. How many retweets did that? Like seventy-three thousand. Seventy-three thousand retweets. Sixty-one point five million views, and this is what's influencing people in America. That's stuff that's like what this. you guys. If you guys here are not in America, if you guys are still watching this or listening, that's the kind of stuff. How and what moves the needle here in America? It's memes like this, and it's not even a joke. I'm, I'm curious what people are actually saying about it. No, it's just people posting videos. I, I get it, and I'm, I don't know, I don't, I don't think he's running for anything. I think he's just, see, look, there's literally there's the photos I was talking about. Why not peace with Hitler? See, that's what I'm talking about. So always with the bras, man. What's up with that? Is that what you got? Yeah, that's what I got, man. All right. Well, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Hopefully, it didn't piss too many of you guys off. I do love you guys. We will see you guys with another episode tomorrow. Thank you so much. I love you guys. We're out. Hey, hey, if you disagree with me, throw it down in the comments and let me know why. <laughs> Because I'll go over that stuff, and I'll, I'll either validate or tell you why I think it's BS. Throw it in there. Go ahead, boys and girls. I Get love you guys. It. See you guys tomorrow.